Are you interested in changing a part of your life? Whether it's finances, relationships, reducing stress, or just personal health, sometimes just changing a few small things can bring great rewards. Welcome to Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time with Dr. Serena Wadwa. We'll provide possible steps you need to see these improvements. All we ask is that you try them out. Now, here is Dr. Serena Wadwa. All right, and welcome to today's show. I'm really excited. Um, we're going to be talking with Dr. Ben Duke, and he is going, uh, well, let me, a little bit about his background. He's a licensed chiropractic physician, a physical therapist, a former athlete, um, an accomplished public speaker, an educator, and has got all kinds of things in his background. And really just passionate about the whole notion of physical wellness and what it means to be um, fit and healthy and and relaxed. And so welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's just kind of jump right into this. Um, what, what, do you, what is your um, idea or definition of physical wellness? Great. So, well, I actually researched this a little bit. Um, I wanted to fly, I didn't want to fly off this cuff too much, but <laughs> when you really look up the definition of physical health, what it says it means is it's an essential part of overall health, including, you know, physical fitness and, uh, overall well-being. Now, what that truly means is that you have the absence of symptoms and disease, which really means that your body's functioning at 100%. Okay, a hundred percent, like the most efficient that it could ever run. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Now, do you think that most of us are accomplishing that? Probably not. I was going to say probably <laughs> not. <laughs> so, so, okay, so we're not. So we can just kind of assume that there are listeners, and I and I will put myself there included, that are not operating, quote unquote, from a physical perspective at a hundred percent. Well, you know, you got to look at health like you look at life. I mean, it, there's there's absolutely no destination, and, and there's a journey. You continue on it, and hopefully, you're going in the right direction. You know? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. That's that's a great way to look at it, and kind of yeah. helps to put things in perspective when we talk about physical fitness, too. Sure, absolutely. Well, the biggest thing was when it comes to health. Um, it can be very defeating because people can look at it and be like, oh, I want to be there. And then they look at all the steps it might take and the big picture, it just gets overwhelming and it's, you know, it's, it, it almost gets too much and, and they just don't even try. So it's yeah. one of those things where you got to look at health as, you know, what can I do today to make it better than it was yesterday and just keep on that path. So. Well, let me, let me ask you a quick question about that because there may be some listeners that, um, that it, that this may be new information for them. So when you talk about like physical health or, you know, encompasses a notion of being fit and, and, um, and a sense of well-being and, you know, kind of breaking that down even further to meaning, okay, we're talking about an absence of symptoms and an absence of disease. So are you, are you suggesting or saying that like people that may, um, that may have like um, I don't know a managed disease are not necessarily healthy to where they could be or how how does that fit in with that? Well, disease itself or any condition is is like a, a extreme measure of a symptom. 
um, if okay. that makes sense. And every symptom that your body gives you is perfect. It's literally telling you that there's something not quite right and that it needs to be managed and taken care of. Otherwise, it wouldn't exist. Okay. So, um, so when you think about you know, symptoms, disease, all those things, they're literally predicating on the measure of, I'm not quite healthy, there's something that needs to be corrected, improved, I need to get healthy in this way. And so normally, if we can listen to those things, it gives us a good uh, blueprint to obviously, like I said, getting uh, more physically fit, uh, healthy overall, all those things. So it really, all it comes down to is, is habits. Um, because habits create your lifestyle, and your lifestyle obviously is the reality that we sit in. And so it's really, really important um, that if we have a symptom or we have a condition, that we realize right away, okay, this is what I, I got right now, and what can I do to improve? What can I do to either get rid of that symptom and make my body healthy? And make your, um, okay, and make your, so, so give me an example of like maybe, um, because I know you work with clients um, at the practice, at the practice that you have. Can you give an example of like someone that you may consider to be pretty healthy and then somebody who comes in that maybe um, has some symptomatology or symptoms that um, you help them work with to, you know, on this road of becoming healthier? Sure. Well, it's funny. A lot of people are really surprised about how the, the body really is, is connected and works together. So what I mean by that is, you know, when a person comes in um, to my clinic, they usually have some sort of a neuromuscular uh, complaint. So they have a, a pain or, or some sort of a symptom in that way, like a headache or something like that. And so then when we break it down, we take x-rays, we do analysis, and we find out, you know, maybe uh, there's uh, a dysfunction happening in a certain area of the body, and then we get in deeper into it, and then they, and they start saying, well, that could be affecting this, that could be affecting that, and they realize that their life has re- really been transformed because of a couple of dysfunctions, and they just thought, well, I'm just coming in for low back pain. And they didn't realize that um, because there's nerve interference, because we got to understand the nervous system literally controls the body. It's how the brain talks to every cell tissue organ in our body. And so to be healthy, to be optimally functioning, our brain has to communicate without interference. And so when a nerve is pinched, obviously there's interference and we feel because there's a symptom. But what if there wasn't a symptom of lower back pain? Well, it might, uh, instead of low back pain, for some people it might be their digestive system isn't working properly or the reproductive system is slowing down. So you got to understand that pathway of the the nerve system and it can control so many different things. It's not just pain. Does that make sense? So some person comes in, they feel pretty healthy. They have a tweak in their neck. And another person comes in with that same uh, neck pain, but it's been going on for 20-plus years. So now they've developed some arthritic or degenerative changes, and it is actually affecting more things than just um, my neck, you know, my neck hurts. So you're saying that, okay, so for an example, like let's say that I'm, you know, someone off the street and I all of a sudden experience um, some back pain. Okay. And I and I come in to you to find out, okay, what's going on because I have this really bad back pain. It just kind of happened out of the blue. And what you're suggesting is that when we look at when, – when you do all these analyses that you're talking about, that 
what ends up happening is that through going through the analysis, an individual may come up with be like, oh, well, wow, this is why this is something else that fits into why my back hurts so much or like my posture or um, maybe the mattress that I sleep on or maybe drinking too much caffeine at certain times of the day. I don't know, but just so you're saying there's really a lot of other things that fit into why the body is sending these signals to you. 100%. And typically even though it might seem like it's coming out of the blue because we felt like we were healthy and fine yesterday because we didn't have symptoms and all of a sudden um, now we do, uh, means that we were healthy yesterday and not healthy today. The fact of the matter is stress builds and it's an everyday occurrence for all of us. And like you were saying, there's different levels of stress. It's not just physical stress, but there's also chemical stress, what we're putting on body. You said caffeine and mental mm-hmm. stress. You know, like, you know, we have jobs, we have families, we have mortgages, we have all these things. So you, you throw those three major stresses together, it continues to build. If we're not dealing with it in a, in a healthy way, it can really cause not just uh, physical stress, but others as well. And, and yes, that can cause not just symptoms in the body, but it can also cause over time conditions and diseases. So absolutely. Okay. So, t- so you mentioned this word stress, and I know that, you know, we, we are a stress culture. Um, you know, they just came out with that, that survey. I think it was just a couple years ago from the American Psychological Association that talked about, how some levels of stress have decreased, some have increased, you know, depending on what the factors were. You know, so what, what is your definition of stress? How does that relate to physical uh, wellness, physical fitness, well-being? That's a good question. You know, I break it down into the three major stresses. Um, like I said before, it's, it's, there's physical stress, there's mental stress, and, and there's psychological stress, um, or excuse me, chemical stress. Um, so when you look at it that way, so physical stress is just really just one realm of, of, of the equation. So, um, and, they, and the funny thing is our body interprets stress the same way. So it doesn't matter if it's physical, mental, or, um, or chemical, it all um, receives the messages the same way and it all goes through the body the same way. So let's say that we worked out every day um, and took care of our body that way, but yet we ate junk food and, you know, caffeinated our body extreme, to extreme amounts, could, could you see how that could still play a detrimental role of overall health? And so, Darn when, it. Yes, I can. <laughs> so when, when, people, when, yeah, right. so when people get this overall view, it, you know, if I said, okay, you look stressed, that could be a definition that's completely different for every single person in the world uh, because they, as soon as I say what's stressing is, then boom, their major stresses pop into their heads. And it, it's obviously different for every single person. But it has mm-hmm. the same physical effect because um, it, it literally it can wear you down. It can create those symptoms. And like I said, it can lead to that path of, uh, you know, disease and, and, and even worse sometimes. So... So stress, you know, having physical stress, like you said, exercise can be a physical um, stressor. And yet exercise is also something that's really beneficial for us, too. So how does how does like the body or something make sense of that? How does it make sense of um, of this difference that well, yeah, like exercise is supposed to be good for us. And yet at the same time, it's also causing our body stress. There's uh, different types of stress, like uh, there's there's eustress, which is the uh, positive stress, we could say, or there's distress, which obviously can be harmful for the body. So um, 
it's a great question that you're asking because unless we use uh, parts of our body, you know, if we unless we use our muscles, um, we lose them. And so um, exercise and being physically fit, even stretching, just small little things can make a big difference because it creates oxygen to our muscles and it, and it, it literally improves and boosts health. Um, now, contrary to that, what you're kind of asking, I think, is a person that's got um, disc problems in their lower back, um, sciatic pain, which is that pain that goes from your lower back down to your hip, maybe even to your leg probably is not a good idea if they ground and pound a marathon. Does that make sense? So yes. you, really kinda, you have to, you have to listen to your body and, and be able to do and uh, what it gives you. And, and, uh, you know, there's a big, big difference between, um, taking care of yourself and, and being physically healthy and, you know, pushing yourself too far. So is there really like, I mean, I know that you mentioned, and I do want to kind of jump back to these other two areas of stress that you talked about, but just, you know, the idea of being healthy, I mean, is that, is that really a subjective term or is that, um, I mean, is there an actual, like, yes, we consider this to be healthy and this is not, is it really black and white or is it much more, you know, to use an overused phrase, uh, is there really shades of gray in there? Well, it's supposed to be black and white, but okay. um, when it comes to the spectrum of health, obviously there's a lot of gray. And like I said before, people think, um, well, I feel good. I, I'm not overweight, so therefore I'm healthy. And those are good things, but when it comes to physical health, it's an active sport. Um, think of it that way. So your goal is you want to keep your own health in your own hands as, as much as you can. The only way to do that is to be proactive. And so every day it's, it's a, you have to come up with proactive habits uh, to can, continually make yourself healthy. You know, okay. I, I, you could use an example of, um, you know, getting a project done um, that it means so much to you, um, but you're trying to delegate it to other people. I promise you, they're not going to care about it as much as you do. And that's kind of how it works with your health. No one's going to care about your health as much as you do. So you're the one that has to take charge of it and be proactive. And on that note, we'll be right back um, after we take a quick break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time with Dr. Serena Wathwa. If you have a question or comment for the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to drserenawathwa at gmail.com. That's drserenawathwa at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. And welcome back. Thanks for continuing to listen. And for those of you that have just joined us, we're talking with Dr. Ben Duke about physical health and fitness and even stress because that seems to be a part of it. And I know that right before we went to break, you know, you brought up a couple different things and this this notion of that health, because it is um, 
more of kind of like a black and white term, that one way to kind of look at it is as an active sport. Now, of course, when I heard that, I'm like, ooh, I'm not really a sport person. <laughs> so what, 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 what do you I do? You didn't like my, with... my uh, sport analogy there. <laughs> I liked there. it. No, no, I liked it. I'm just thinking, wow, but I'm not really like a sport person. And I'm curious, you know, like for, for, for listeners that may not be very active, you know, like I know I'm active. I work out, um, you know, I try to walk as much as I can, you know, but for some listeners, that's not really maybe something that they can work into their schedule or, or it's just not something that some people like to do. So how, how does that, like, what can you suggest for listeners that may be on that end of the spectrum? Man, I could answer that question with every listener hating me right now. Or <laughs> so, it's typically the things that make us uncomfortable that are the things that actually can open up um, our world, um, right. and that's the best way I could say it. So, um, there's reasons why. I mean, everybody um, operates from a 24-hour day, but yet some people can get get just so much done, balance amazing things, and get uh, phenomenal things accomplished, and then others say, well, I just don't have time for this, that, and the other. And the reason is priorities. And so for any listener, I would have to say, if you truly want to be physically fit or you want to just be healthier and overall, then you have to make the conscious decision to change certain habits small. But you do them consistently, and it can it can just open up the world to you because it's contagious. You, you start doing uh, something that's healthy for you. Guess what? Mentally, and you know, <laughs> you, you deal with the mind right. every single day. You could probably mm-hmm. validate this. Mentally, it just is stimulating you, stimulating you because you're building more and more confidence because you're doing what you said you were going to do. It's getting a positive result, and now you want to do more. And so it can catch fire. So um, it's not that, listen, I, I want to lose 50 pounds, and so that's going to happen tomorrow because that can be defeating, and nobody's going to, you know, it, nobody's going to want to start. But if you say, okay, to do that, let's set minor steps, little goals, little things that I can do every day to hit that that end result. Oh my gosh, that's empowering. I mean, you'll be a yeah. better person overall. It, it, it'll literally, it'll literally trickle to other areas of your life. I promise. And you know, and I can actually, I mean, just from my experience working. Um, you know, with clients too, just taking really tiny baby steps really can make a huge difference for people. And it's, you know, and, you know, and the thing that usually comes back to me and just kind of to play devil's advocate for a moment is that, you know, a lot of times people will um, judge themselves because, you know, they, they, they're taking this really tiny step, which is what we've worked on. And like what you're suggesting, just a small thing. And then they beat themselves up because, you know, it's a tiny step to them. It, they're looking at it like, well, this is a really tiny step. Anybody could do this. How, yeah. how do you, so how do you suggest that people may work with that? Because I know that one of the other things that you mentioned as a component of stress is also mental stress too. Sure. And so how would that all fit together for you? That's a great question. The, the best way that I would 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 make the the um, I, I guess the best way that I could sum it up is you have to set the most clear, defined, 
goals as you possibly can. Now, we all have the, the, the dangling carrot at the end of the road, okay? Let's say, you know, we want to lose 50 pounds. Okay, great. But what I'm talking, okay, so that's the major goal. What I'm talking about is the, the steps, the, the minor goals along the way that are going to hit our major outcome at a certain period of time in life. So as long as we're doing that and we're going forward, then guess what? We have more of a tunnel vision. So we don't mm-hmm. let the, the outsource stressors, you know, the, the people or, or society or whatever you want to call it, um, get in the way as much because we are tunneled in, we are, we are channeled, we are focused, we are, you know, it, when, we, when we kind of just say, well, this would be a nice idea, let's do that, let's lose some weight. Well, yes, of course, well, I get on the scale from yesterday to today and there's not much of a change, yeah, that's going to be a little frustrating. Right. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about this notion because you you brought this up a couple times too, and I think I think um, to kind of frame it and and um, you know you mentioned this term of habits mm-hmm. and and being proactive. I think at some point you mentioned that word too. And can you talk a little bit more? So like a, for a person for a listener that's on here and they're just like, wow, you know, this seems like something that I can do. I do I do like this analogy of physical health being an active sport. How how do I start? What are what are some things that you suggest to listeners um, that they can take, steps that they can take to help them start moving forward in this direction? Okay, good. So to be proactive and like I said earlier, to keep and that's to keep health in your own hands as much as you can, right? There are um certain essentials, you know, that the body truly needs to do so. Um one of them is that you have to have a strong mind. Uh so the mental capacity for stress. Um you have to be able to control that the best you can because let's be honest, your mind controls your body, so that's the mo- that's extremely important. Uh mm-hmm. number two is you have to have uh like I said before, a proper nerve supply. You have to make sure that the that brain body connection is clear. Um Next is nutrition. We got, and when it comes to nutrition, we could talk an hour about nutrition. You know that. <laughs> um, but when it really comes down to it, it's are we eating to live or are we living to eat? You know, when it, and, and we can be, that can be broken down in so many ways, but we have to have fuel to live, um, not just, oh, this is a, a guilty pleasure that I enjoy and, and I'm just going to keep consuming. So it's, it's really just how can we put great things in our body that's going to fuel us for the next day and give us good energy. The next is, you know, you have to get oxygenate your cells and your body. So to, to oxygenate your cells means that we are literally keeping uh, disease away because we're building lean muscle and strength for our body. And the last thing is to avoid toxins. We have to avoid the toxins in, our, in ourselves. So that's a big, that's a big bold statement because there's toxins everywhere. I mean, medications, a lot of people are on those. The artificial foods, um, clean, the, our cleaning products are just what we cook with, um, and even environmental. And, and unfortunately, for where we live, sometimes that's even bigger. You know, in Chicago, I don't know if you've seen this fog type thing that we've got going on here. I don't know what's going on, but so there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we have to combat. But the one thing that you know, if to sum it up, it's all about re- proper rest. Uh, eating healthy, exercise, proper hygiene, making sure that we're, you know, keeping our emotions in check. And like I said, trying to limit the toxins as much as we can. So you didn't know I was going to go off like that, did you? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> They're all very... <laughs> but, so. 
and I well, see. Is, I mean, this is something that I preach every day, and so it's something oh, that okay. I, I hopefully I can you know instill in my patients so that they have a, a good um, a blueprint and a good uh, idea of what to do from this day to the next. You know. Yeah, but you know what you're talking about too. I mean, and and again, just I'm thinking about just my own experience and my clients' experience, and even students that I work with, and. You know, just kind of like that, that's like hearing all of those different components that you talked about when it comes to like, if I want to become more physically healthy, your suggestion is, okay, here are six different things to focus on. That really seems overwhelming. And also (laughs) like, oh my gosh, I've got to be so disciplined and I can never have fun because look at everything that I've got to do. Well, we only have an hour to talk. So I, you know, I had I had to give you as much as I could. You know what? That's true. You know what? That's a hundred percent true. So okay. if if I could, uh, you know, if I could uh, elaborate on a couple of those, um, the the easiest one. Okay. Uh, if if I may, the easiest one right now for anyone to focus on, and, and it's not a small thing. In fact, it's a huge thing. I do um, hour two hour workshops just on this alone, and that's getting proper rest. Oh, okay. And the reason why is because we should, anyway, sleep a third of our life. A yeah. third of our life. And so d- doing so properly, making sure we're getting good sleeping habits, that's extremely, extremely important. So okay. um, to elaborate on that, if, if, if I may, it, sure. it's, all, it's all about everything that we do as far as sleeping from our environment, making sure it's a dark room, to our posture, uh, you know, sleeping on our, uh, not sleeping on our stomach, making sure we have a pillow that's adequate for us. You know, all those little things make the body obviously relax and get into a state of deep sleep so that it can recharge, reboot, replenish, and basically charge the immune system for the next day. And I think we've all experienced this day where we didn't get the proper sleep, um, and we wake up, we're lethargic, we're, we're tired, and it just literally wrecks the rest of the rest of the yeah. day. And let's yeah. And then guess what? And then we caffeinate and then we just made the, the we probably just made the problem a little bit worse <laughs> because we're gonna crash. So. Right. Again, after we've already not had enough sleep from everything. Let me um I just wanna jump back for a moment. One thing that you said uh caught my attention. You mentioned um not sleeping on our stomach. Right. Yeah. Please, and what, do what's the rationale the for that? <laughs> so the sleeping on the stomach is is extreme overall body stress. And the reason why is, and I'll explain it really quickly, um, to sleep on your stomach, number one, you have to turn your head either left or right, don't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it, just that alone is what do you think is happening to the muscle tissue and, and the tendons and even the nerve supply to the neck and shoulders? Do you think that's comfortable? Oh, absolutely. No. Yeah, absolutely okay. not. So that's causing a big stress right here. And it's actually a, a huge cause to um, early stage arthritis and degeneration in those joints in the neck and shoulders. Um, okay. Next is uh, a lot of uh, stomach sleepers actually put their arms up. So now you're even making things worse because we don't want to create a, a, a shoulder angle that's going to cause upper back pain and uh, stress to that because it dehydrates those joints as well. Next, you, when you sleep on your stomach, you're actually creating a, 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 a spine angle in your lower back that actually puts more pressure on the joints and the discs in your lower back and spine. So when you wake up, a lot of people that sleep in their stomach, especially chronically, 
they're like, oh, it takes me a long time to, to get moving in the morning. I'm so stiff. I'm so achy. I have to run hot water over my lower back for um, 15, 20 minutes. Um, and it's because of that. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're suggest- so even just by, like, when you suggest that sleep, um, like, getting appropriate sleep, proper sleep, is part of this overall umbrella of physical health. Absolutely. The, I, I could not stress that enough. It also sounds like, too, that um, when we're not sleeping efficiently or effectively, even like from a physical perspective, that we're actually causing more stress on our bodies, which 100%. can then... That is exactly okay. what I'm saying. Okay, that's interesting. Well, stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about some of these other factors relating to physical health and uh, continue the conversation. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time with Dr. Serena Wathwa. If you have a question or comment for the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to drserenawathwa at gmail.com. That's drserenawathwa at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. And welcome back, listeners. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Dr. Ben Duke, who is a licensed chiropractic physician and a physical therapist and all kinds of things in his background and uh, education. And he's joining us today to give us some information about physical health and wellness and what we can do to move forward in taking some steps and becoming that way. And so you've mentioned uh, before our break was that you know, there seems to be like six, I think I counted six or seven different components of um, physical health. And we talked a little bit about rest. Um, and you mentioned that that's probably the easiest one um, for individuals to start looking at in terms of, well, what can I do to kind of improve my sleeping habits and, and whatnot? And sure. is, there, is there like a... Um, uh, a recommended time frame that you that you have for cl- for your patients or clients for sleep for sleep like how many hours a night that kind of Good. thing so yeah absolutely it, and, and it actually varies so you can't say okay. you should have this many hours of sleep because really the body when you get in a good routine and it's all about routines and actually when I when I talk about anything about physical health adding any type of uh, positive habit, because we talked about that earlier, it's all about finding the right time and actually doing it pretty much the same exact time every every day because it makes it easier because then we can follow that pattern. So we go to work nine to five. We know that we're going to be at work nine to five. 
So it's the same thing. So I know I'm going to work out at 8 in the morning. So I work out at 8 in the morning. Your body gets accustomed to that, and so therefore you're going to have a really, really good response because it knows what you're trying to do. When your body gets you know, thrown in different directions, and it, it, it's harder to get the result that we're looking for. And when it comes to sleep, um, whether we know this or not, we're actually on circadian rhythms, which means we're actually on rhythms of our environment. And to get adequate, not just adequate, but to get a positive result with deep sleep, um, we have to be in REM sleep from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Now, what that mm. means is, what that means is we should probably be in bed. I say probably because some people can fall asleep faster than others. We should mm. probably be in bed by at least 10:30 at night. Why? So that because it usually takes us about 15 to 20 minutes to get us into that deep REM sleep pattern. And then that deep sleep REM pattern lasts about an hour and a half. Oh, wow. An hour and a half? Yes. Okay. And so what does that mean then once we go through that deep REM? That's what we really need to have um, effective sleep? 100%. You said it perfectly. Okay, great. Well, that that's good. To, well, I'm going to write a note about that because that's going to help me. Okay. Right. right. Okay. And, so, and can I explain that really quickly? Sure. Um, so, typically in the in the work week, most people probably do close to that. Okay, maybe they go to sleep a little bit later than that, but they're at least on normal time periods. They're going up from from Monday to Thursday. They're going to bed relatively the same amount of time, waking up to about the same amount of time, right? But what happens is during the week, week excuse me, the weekend, then, you know, maybe, oh, man, I had a, a long week. Friday, let's go out, let's have some drinks, and then we stay up till 1 a.m. Then we yeah. sleep in. Then we'd maybe do the same thing on Saturday or, you know, maybe even stay out later. And then Sunday comes around, we, we do what we do. Then Monday hits and we're like, oh, my gosh, I got hit by a truck. I don't know why my body can't just, I slept so much on Sunday. Why isn't my body reacting? It's because we threw off the, the rhythm. It's because we threw off the cycle. Um, mm-hmm. If we want Mondays to be like Thursdays and Fridays, then during the weekends, I'm not saying this is an easy thing to do, um, right. but during the weekends, we'll, do, we'll follow the same pattern of sleep as we do during the week. You know, that's interesting that you say that because um, I tend to be an early morning um, uh, workout person. So I like to get well, God my bless workout. You. Oh, just, you know, I like to get it done the first thing in the day and whatever. And that's interesting that you say that about sleep because I notice like if I try to do my workout later in the morning, like, you know, maybe at nine o'clock as opposed to like five or five thirty, then my body is completely just it I don't even know what it's doing. It's just like right, right, it's not right. moving with me. It doesn't, I'm just it, doesn't, like, it doesn't want to function the way you want it to. Exactly. So that's yeah. so interesting that you say that because on the weekends I may, you know, not work out until a little bit later just because I have that extra time and it's like, wow, why is why is my body not working with me here? It's resisting, it seems a little more sluggish and it's like, well that makes sense now because it's not the same routine as it was Monday through Friday. Yes, ma'am. So, okay, that's really cool to know. So, let's talk about, um, you know, you mentioned like out of the six or seven different components, you know, and I had thrown in there that that just seems like overwhelming and a lot of discipline. <laughs> you sure. Said. Sure. 
Sure. You, sure. you said there was a few of them that were uh, pretty easy, and rest was one of them. What what other um, areas can you talk a little bit more about? Well, I can. Uh, let's just go down the line. I, I, the next thing I think I said was uh, about eating healthy or being, yes. you know, nutrition. nutrition. So there's, there's a couple of, of uh, healthy habits that anybody can follow, and they're not hard at all. And if, if done consistently, just like anything else, can have such a positive result. And like I said, it's not a big thing. It's not a big thing. And the first one is replacing soft drinks with water. Okay. And I shouldn't just say soft drinks. I should say pretty much all drinks. If you replace what you're drinking with nothing but water, if you are overweight or would like to lose weight, that is the number one way to do it. Or if you just want to replenish your body and get healthier and and start with a, a ground zero, that is it. Number two, do not eat after 8 o'clock at night. At n- really? Do not eat. Because if you eat, so, so Doc, if, if you eat at 9.30 and you go to bed at 10.30, and let's say you had a good, you, you prepared it, it's a beautiful meal, you had some potatoes, you had some meat, you had some veggies, um, and then you take off your makeup and then you go to bed. What do you think happens to all that food? Oh, it just kind of sits sleep? there. You're not going to use it for sleep. Yeah. So it's just it sits there. there. Yeah. yeah. It's going to sit there. So your big meals of the day, your big meals, if you really want to what we call carb up, because, you know, carbs the enemy, that's what everybody says. But if you really want to utilize carbs, because they're the first agent for uh, energy. That's what our body yeah. uses first is carbs. So if we really want to use utilize carbs, we eat them first thing in the morning, our first thing in the early afternoon. Because why? Because we use them. Because we're going to utilize them. Because we're, we're going we're gonna to actually perform a function with that food. Now, am I saying go, go, go crazy on complex carbs? Absolutely not. But if you're going to be smart and strategic about how you're eating, that's how you do it. That's how you do. So is that something then that could eventually, like if someone says, oh, you know, I want to try this and eat more carbs and eat more carbs in the morning, eat more carbs in the um, uh, early afternoon, is that potentially something that may even sustain their energy during that, like, you know, 3 p.m. slug time? Absolutely. If they don't overindulge, if they don't overindulge, because I think we've all all had that time where um, we're hungry um, for lunch, so we just go overboard. We eat too much, and then what happens? Our metabolism just goes straight down. Yeah. And, and then we just get super tired. So then we need a coffee or a, you know, an energy drink or something like that. And, and so, so the, the best case scenario is yes, you, those are the best times to have carbs, but let's not overdo it because then we're, we're literally going to um, create a, a decreased energy level. Okay. So what about um, like, can you recommend um, like what's an appropriate carb amount? Oh my goodness. You know what, that question, and and I appreciate you asking it, because that question is like saying um, everyone should have the same blood pressure level, Uh, and everyone should have the same cholesterol level. And the fact of the matter is, I know that that's what um, we've all been told, but I'm I'm sorry, but Doc, me and you have met, we've talked a a few times, and you're half my size. Yes. You're half my size. (laughs) 
So why in the world would my blood pressure need to be exactly like your blood pressure? Because it doesn't make sense when I'm twice your size. Right. So it, it really comes down to to that. So okay. um, it's and, and in that way, it's really really hard to answer. The the fact is, um, you need a lot less than you think you do when it comes to food. Hmm. You you really do. And so um, it, it, if you can consume the majority of what you if the majority of what you eat and what you consume is more food by uh, food by uh, the earth, you know, uh-huh. food, uh, or we can call it food by God, whatever you want to call it, food by by the earth and not food by man. You're okay. going to be like in better not shape. processed. Pro- yes, there you go. Okay, you're going to be in such better shape. I promise you. Oh yeah, but see, and, and I'm going to play devil's advocate again because I know there's you probably like this. I do because because I know like I mean this is like you know conversations that I have with people and and things of that nature you know when we talk about like food and exercise because those are the two things and sleep I mean those are the three things that we're talking about right now for physical wellness and physical health you know a lot of times with food even eating you know more. um, food that's natural and raw and whatever the case may be, sometimes just the time, again, just the time that's involved and it doesn't taste as good for some people. Oh, I'll play, and, I'll play devil's advocate and it's expensive. <laughs> and it's expensive. Uh, it's, I'm not, sorry. It's, not, it's not cheap to eat healthy. I, I okay, it. okay. So. And and I and I think that's the argument that a lot of people may have is that yeah they want to eat healthier they want to eat less processed foods they want to yep. feel better because we do know I mean I know a lot of people that recognize like certain foods that they eat really do affect their energy levels and their oh, um, yeah and their moods and stuff so I think part of well, it is really just diff- the- it's really difficult when you can go to McDonald's and get a Big Mac for a dollar exactly yes I mean exactly. I mean that's Everybody knows it's horrible for you, and it's taboo right. to talk about. But there's right. a reason why there's billions of them everywhere in this country. You know, exactly. so yes. unfortunately, yeah, like you said, it's 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 not easy to 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 be healthy and eat healthy. Yeah, it takes that that discipline. Darn it! it. Does. There's, there's a little bit of, but like I said before, like I said before, um, little little steps, baby steps. Little steps. You know, okay. You, you see an end result. You make it defined. Um, you know, set a time to it. So this, you were making it as definite as you possibly can. We're really, really, really making it in our mind, um, in our future. Because I'm going to say, I'm going to say one thing. A lot of people say, oh, this is a good idea. I'm going to do it someday. Well, I looked on the calendar. I don't see someday anywhere, <laughs> anywhere on the calendar. It's not anywhere. So, uh, and another thing people do is like, oh man, yeah, this, yeah, I should, I should eat more greens. You know, I should uh, not eat so late in the, in the evening. You know, I should have more water and I should I should take some of that Diet Coke away because it's horrible. Well, if we keep saying that, we're going to shit all over ourselves. Oh, yeah. You know, so there's, there's we got to take that out and, and put from should we should t- say must. I must do this. I must do that. And then we start doing those little things and then we add to them, we add to them and add to them. I guarantee you, we're going to start replacing negative uh, habits with positive habits and your life will just explode. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I don't know if people want their lives to explode. <laughs> in a good way. In a, in a, in a good way. Happy, okay. It'll be joyous, like... In a healthy way. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. 
Like Fourth of July fireworks explosion. Awesome looking. Hey, and everybody just, likes the fireworks. Come everybody up. does like fireworks. It's coming up, it's coming up here next week. <laughs> it, it's coming at, well, yes. So it's when so we, can we, set uh, the goal, we can set the goal, hey, um, until the fireworks go off on the Fourth of July, I am going to not eat after 8 p.m. I'm going to drink uh, 80% of what I consume. I'm going to drink water. Um, I tell you what, wow, you would literally. Uh, be amazed by the results that you got in such a short amount of time. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time with Dr. Serena Wathwa. If you have a question or comment for the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to drserenawathwa at gmail.com. That's drserenawathwa at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. And welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. We're talking with Dr. Ben Duke, for those of you that may be tuning in late, um, about physical health and wellness and things that people can do to move forward and information that will be a benefit to you to get where you want to go. And, you know, we talked about a lot of different concepts here. And, um, you know, a couple words that you've thrown out. I mean, I know that there was um, six or seven different components that you mentioned. We talked a little bit about rest and we talked a little bit about nutrition. And, you know, one of the things that you mentioned, even with both of them, is how important um, and, and even just the word itself, like having a routine and having a positive habit. And can you elaborate a little bit more about those two um, concepts? Like how, you know, wh- why is it important to have a routine, a positive habit? You know, why, why do we need to do that or what makes that sure. more efficient? Sure. Well, Great. I think you would agree as a psychologist, we're, we're trying to mentally stimulate ourselves in the right direction by doing small things consistently. Am I correct? I mean, that's what we're trying to, we're trying to change our mental capacity for change. We really want to make a positive impact. And the way to do that is being consistent because we build, we build equity in ourselves. We, we get more excited. We get happier. We're, we're just more confident in who we are if we do things consistently. And when we don't, we let ourselves down, then we get defeated, then you see the downward spiral that can happen. The mm-hmm. problem that I have is, and it comes down to pop culture, because, you know, especially when it comes to weight or when it comes to physical health in general, I mean, they are promoting a magazine after magazine, dynamic change. Oh, Jessica Simpson lost 200 pounds in two weeks. Um, <laughs> and it's just ridiculous because that is not reality. It is not what will keep positive results continuing. And to be honest, that's why resolutions typically don't work. And right. I, hate, I hate the word diet. I hate it. I hate it because <laughs> the connotation that it, that it perceives is that, okay,
okay, well, I'm going to do, I'm going to change this for this amount of time, and then I'm going to go back to what I was doing all before. Because uh, I because I win because I because I was on this diet and so I deserve a reward. But the problem is we have to stay consistent. So the changes that we make, you know, whether it be smaller or whatever, uh, we have to learn from those changes. If we like the, the the changes that we're making, then let's make more of them because then you're just going to be feel even happier and and more fulfilled with that. And so I I hate I hate hate hate. Um, the, the pop culture icons with that because it just isn't framing a, a realistic uh, way of living. Um, because And if you watch them, they fluctuate weight just like we do. And yeah. so if they were consistent with their habits, I mean, we want to be role models for who? For not just ourselves, but, you know, our children, you know, the people that, you know, are depend on us. So we have to create a good purpose. Uh, I call it the why as to why we do things. And, and once we figure out why, so, you know, it might be a good idea because I want to be healthier. I want to lose, I want to lose some weight. I want to lose 30 pounds. So that's a great idea. But if, if I'm a middle-aged uh, man who has a family and has two kids that are growing up, my bigger why is, you know what, I want to watch them grow up, and I want to play sports with them, and I want to be active in their lifestyle, and I want to have grandkids. I want to be able to play with them. I don't want to have to sit in a rocking chair and not be able to move. That's a good why. That is a great reason why to do small things every day consistently. So you're suggesting even that, um, like, People have a variety of different reasons um, as to what's going to motivate them to keep habits enforced. Sure. Okay. Sure. And what I'm hearing you say, though, is that it's not just about the benefits that they may see for themselves, but it's also including benefits for like being being around other people or being able to do something, you know, in their community or, you know, whatever, that it's bigger than themselves per se. Absolutely. And, you know, not to, not to get too no. serious, but everybody wants to make a difference in this world. I know right. it. Deep down they do. And it, it starts with yourself. Uh, it okay. really starts with yourself. You know, you look yourself in the mirror, that is the only person that you truly have to answer to every single day. Mm-hmm. And so when you look yourself in the mirror, if you love what you see, if you like what you see, if you're happy with that, guess what? Oh, my gosh, you're going to have a dynamic uh, response in the community because people are going to see that and they're going to feed off it. But if you look at yourself and you, you don't like what you see, you're, you're unhappy, all those things, guess what? Then it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It, it makes yeah. it a lot more difficult because to be able to accept love, um, you have to love yourself first. And so uh, that is what really what it truly comes down to. And I don't care if you're overweight, underweight. It really doesn't matter. If you really want to start with being physically healthy, mentally, that's where you start. You figure, you figure out how to be complete and happy with yourself. And I promise you, those little, those little small tasks are going to seem very, very easy. And it's not, and it's not just like a uh, yeah, I accept myself, and and everything's fantastic. It's really a genuine kind of deep intimate kind of acceptance exactly, that, yeah, that, you, that you need to have. So I just want to jump back for a moment because, you know, you mentioned something about um, pop culture and how they kind of give this distorted um, uh, message about, oh, it's so easy to lose weight or it's so easy to do this or you can have arms that look like that or whatever the case may be. And it sounds like what you're saying is that really, you know, you need to, it's not just something you do for two weeks, like, like what they're suggesting. You really need to do it for and make it into a habit. 
these little things. Right. Absolutely. That's exactly so, what I'm saying. Okay. So for, for, so what kind of things can you give as maybe some um, last minute tips or suggestions for people that do want to, you know, because I'm imagining like some listeners are hearing this and they're just like, oh yeah, okay, that might be doable. Or maybe I could try this or, you know, maybe I'll check more into that. But so for for other suggestions, what kind of other thoughts do you have in terms of um, steps that people can start taking? Well, when it comes to, um, and we talked about a little bit, but um, another really, truly necessary step with physical health is exercise, right? Um, I think a lot of people get caught up in the, uh, oh, I don't have an hour and a half to go to the gym type right. mentality. You know, uh-huh. and so uh, it's a time factor or even a money factor. But what it really comes down to it, those are all excuses. Um, if you exercise 10 or 15 minutes a day, and that's it, and you did it in a certain way that was beneficial to you, I guarantee you the result would be there, and you feel great about yourself. So it's not that I have to go to the gym for an hour and a half. It's doing small things again consistently that's going to pay off, and it really, really will. And with exercise, there is there is a, a clear-cut way to do things, and it doesn't even matter, oh, well, I'm obese. I can't. I can't do certain things. I can't do high-impact cardio, anaerobic, all these things, you know, all together. I, I can't do it. My body won't let me. Yoga or even just mm. stretching, even just stretching oxygenates, oxygenates the muscles and creates a, 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 a response to the brain, uh, an excitatory stimulus response that will actually give you positive energy. So it, it, it's, there's something for everyone. So you just have to want to get it. So you're suggesting like one step is that people really first, you know, just kind of sit down and examine, is this something that they really want in terms well, of, of the, yeah, the priority, being, the priority. It, 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 you make time for what you prioritize. I promise. Mm, if, and so if that I care, if I care about my family and that's the biggest priority in my life, guess what? I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to make it a point to do that. Well, and I think, yeah, and I think it's interesting, you know, the suggestion of like yoga or stretching, because most people would not necessarily consider those to be a means to physical fitness, per se. And, and, you know, so that's interesting that that might be something that will work for somebody that you can absolutely, you know, incorporate 10, 15 minutes of yoga, 10, 15 minutes of stretching, um, you know, that kind of a thing. So we're actually out of time and I'm just, I'm, all right. we just yes, already. That was, that went by really fast. So for listeners that want to, um, either contact you or get more information or, uh, you know, just see what's coming up, you know, in terms of speaking engagements or whatnot that you do, what are some ways that listeners can connect with you? Great. Well, there's a few different ways. Um, first of all, uh, we have a website, it's called liveelite.com, and so that's L-I-V-E-E-L-I-T-E.com. Um, we're on Facebook at Elite Wellness Center, um, and uh, I also have a uh, email address. If anybody has any questions, I, I'm, I'm available. I, I truly, truly want to help anybody that has those. And my personal email is Dr. Duke, so it's D-R-D-U-K-E at liveelite.com. Um, so I, I, you know, those are the three probably best avenues I would say uh, to reach me. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and for giving us some really interesting information. 
Um, and listeners, again, if you have any questions or you want to get in contact with Dr. Duke, you can connect with him um, through the uh, contacts that he provided, or you could send me an email at Dr. Serena Wadwa. That's D R S E R E N A W A D H W A at gmail.com. Uh, next week, please join us. We're going to talk with Shabad Kaur. I hope I pronounced that correctly, who will speak on the topic of yoga and meditation. So thanks for joining us this week. Have a great weekend. Thanks again for making the first of hopefully many changes this week by tuning in to Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time. Dr. Serena Wadwa hopes that you'll join her again next Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.